I need a new one. That's probably why I haven't really done it. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. <clears throat> I'm your host, A.D. Walker. To my left, right, I have Mr. Thomas Cotton back in the building. And right below me is my brother, Lackner, Mr. Larry Banks in the building. Uh, <laughs> Looking dapper. Looking dapper. Um, <laughs> Oh man! Um, all right, so I'll, I'll I'll do it, Larry. I ain't done it in a minute, uh, but this is your opportunity to share. We're gonna drop this intro real quick, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> something on my head but it's fine we're gonna go with i got a couple of quick news stories uh let me just go ahead put it like a ticker like we fox news um so <laughs> first up is the lab created chicken have you guys heard about this Ooh. lab created chicken so i got to think right? nothing I mean, good right well, <laughs> I, I got to thinking i mean i get it something created in the lab <clears throat> Doesn't sound like it'll be good for your body, <laughs> but I think about at least, I mean, if it, if they can somehow make it decent for your body, you know, when, if, when there's a, a lack of food or if we go through a family, you know, like at least there's availability of something alternative. I know it's like, mm, but it's made in the lab <laughs> and this, and listen, because there is, there is no chicken <laughs> involved in this process. No chicken was harmed in this process. So, <laughs> so, well, it's not like a test tube chicken. Then, then you're just <laughs> vegan at that point. Yeah. I'm just saying you're you're eating this vegan meat or maybe this is uh, like veganish, right, but it's made in it's a not lab. even meat. Why do so you even call it meat? So you call <laughs> just the habit of calling something meat. So you got you got you got beyond you got beyond meat. So we we can call it the lab chicken meat lab. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. It's all genetically modified, anyways. Right, but that too, that too. But there's no chicken involved. It's to cut down on the slaughtering and <clears throat> all the other good things they want to throw at you. Like it's good, it's good. Um, so if we cut down on the slaughtering of chickens, then what happens? I guess we have more chickens. I don't know. I, eggs. We got more eggs. <laughs> more eggs. More Price eggs. Of eggs go down. Okay, I can <laughs> I can rock with that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> How was milk turned into turned to powder? I don't know. I I I my mama used to get that powdered milk. I couldn't stand that stuff. She looked I I think she no, I think because she was lactose. That's probably why she used to mess with it. But yeah, I couldn't I couldn't stand that stuff. She couldn't do that in eggs. Um, so I, I want to know, has everybody had powdered milk before? 
Man. I'm just wondering because. Huh? When my grandma came home with that, I was like, what? Grandma. You know, we we were standing in that line. Sometimes she'll go by herself, and she came <laughs> with powdered milk. I was like, what's powdered milk? How you make it? <laughs> oh, just to add water. <laughs> we didn't have it's a whisk. Unnatural. That's just we didn't have a whisk in the house, and it was all lumpy. And <laughs> it was lumpy. <laughs> Wait, and it, it immediately made your cereal soggy. Immediately. Immediately. It was like you pour it in there, you you got a bowl of soggy cereal. Right. <laughs> you can have that. Uh, what was that? Grape nuts. You can oh, have man. them. It still make that soggy. Not the grape nuts. It's not grape nuts. The nasty cereal too. Yeah, that's all that nasty that. stuff. I'd rather know. do the dry Cheerios with no sugar. Food <laughs> with the grape nuts. Oh man, I remember that. Oh, I so. And other news, um, 30-minute naps help the brain. 30-minute naps. They're doing a study that find that 30-minute naps helps the brain because, you know, the older you get, they said your brain shrinks, but 30-minute naps keep, keeps it healthy. So my word today is nap on. Nap on. So NASA... Had a study, and okay. I want you. I want you to do the right amount of nap. So who's who are we going to listen to? Is this, is this? <laughs> NASA did a study that twenty six okay. minutes is the perfect nap. Twenty six minutes <laughs> is the perfect. Twenty six minutes is the perfect nap. Okay, so rest, and rejuvenate your brain is ready. Yeah. So who, who has so, an alarm to scroll to the six when you're already at the zero? Hey. You know what? That's what makes me talk, you know, think about all the stuff we watch and listen to. Right. Some of them they make up. They just, they guesstimate it. <laughs> yeah. Why not 25 minutes? Why 26? Right? <laughs> I got to be the 26. <laughs> but it's NASA. It has right. to be right. Got I read it on the internet. It has to be right. <laughs> right. Right. I heard it on the internet. NASA's oh. still struggling getting 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 rockets launched into space. How long yeah. have they been doing this? They got one. They got one job. They've been doing forever. One. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they will tell me twenty six minutes is better for NASA. <laughs> Let me go. Come on, now. like like freaking um, Jeff Bezos and um, who's the the other dude? The, um, oh, Elon. Elon Musk. Yeah. They got the passenger. Passenger yeah. shuttles going out into space now, and NASA just still like, uh, got, oh, we can't get this, this rocket launch today. So, you know, hey, but you know, naps are rocket science, you know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't start. What's up, Jeff? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Mama Corey. Great morning to you. Oh, Sean says, uh, He's hold on. Right? Nope. There's a go. Uh, Sean says napping versus closing the eyes versus REM sleep. Oh, see, I told you it's rocket science. There it it's is, right science. there. Yeah. It's level to it. Close eyes, but you know, close eyes really helps out a lot too. I don't even need to go sleep. Yeah. Close my eyes. They're yeah. already almost there. Right. Right. <laughs> That's all I keep saying. I'm not sleep. I'm just, I'm just resting my eyes. My eyes is closed. <laughs> Listen, you know you hit that REM sleep when you wake up. Wait, what time is it? 
Ooh, that one, you know, you went deep. Like, oh, I was gone. I was gone. I was gone. Gone. All right. Um, and last, uh, the missing sub is running out of air. If you don't know about the oh man, yeah, exploration to the Titanic. Well, not really exploration, but those of uh un unscientific community, they were going to see, I guess, remnants of the Titanic. And something has happened with the sub. Um, they've gotten lost, I guess, or they can't find it. Um, so we're praying for them. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna need y'all stop stop placing judgment. Like, why would you go down there? People want actually one report says it's one of the descendants of the Titan, you know, someone that was related, I guess, to someone wow. that, I guess a close, maybe a couple of generations close to the descendants. So you know, I mean, I get it. It was a lot. It's a lot of money I heard from what I heard. <laughs> Quarter of a million dollars. Go ahead. So, you know, it, we, to me, I'm like, God, I hope they find these people because that's just a terrible way to go, right? And, but you know, it's interesting. It's like the science behind it. It says it takes eight hours for it to descend. Wow. Yeah, and so that's something I read. And... <laughs> This the the disconnect happened like shortly into the you know like wow. an hour and some change ninety minutes or something. Wow. And so it was like you're searching this big old ocean, but to me it's like if it's only been gone an hour and a half, you should be able to search a certain area, narrow it down. I would think. Yeah. Now I don't you know. Think. Maybe there's currents. Maybe there's other yeah. stuff. But it's like. Like it would be like right in this, yeah. But, but searching the ocean is a yeah, yeah that that thing's huge. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean it. Yeah. Go ahead, Larry. What are you gonna say? No, it's just almost like it's endless the ocean. But yeah, I, I, I saw you know how much technology. You said quarter of a million dollars. How much technology was really put into this? It, it seemed like it was like really scaled back. Oh, <clears throat> they were saying um, it was here in banging, so that could mean one of two things: either the people are on there like, in like thirty-minute increments, either the people mm -hmm. are banging, or it was like it must have got inside the Titanic and it's bumping up against it or whatever. So, yeah, like which what you put? Because I wasn't going to judgment, but I'm like, what, what? Why are we still talking about the Titanic? All the years later, the marvel about it until this day, right? Right. Um, but when right. you said they wanted to send this on there, right? Because when I heard that too, I kind of pulled back. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, um, I mean, I like, yeah, I, I, I do wonder, like, why it's such a curious thing, like, why people are so interested in going now, other than like it being in the museum, you know, like being somewhere. Right. That you can safely see it like way down in the ocean. I could get I would understand if it was explorers trying to pull it up, you know, like can yeah. we can we grab, you know, like because it happens to be archaeologists, people, you know, you got the, the Indiana Jones that are trying to find stuff and, and interested and curious, you know, and unfortunately get over the head, you know, literally. So um yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, like, 
was the decision to well, to just leave it in the ocean all this time? Why why haven't we pulled it out? I thought we did pull it out at one point. I think it's I think because it's so far down. I don't think any uh, boat or rig can really just go down there and do it. Um, okay. So he said, Jeff says you would think that the sun would be equipped with all oh the sub would be equipped with all kinds of emergency transmitters, trans emergency blast. It's possible. It's possible. Well, it's um, supposed to have if there's a, if there was an issue, it was supposed to be able to float back up to the uh top yeah, of I, I was just gonna say that after 24 hours, it's supposed yeah. to be able to do that. You would, the, you sub, the submarine. But you know, the Titanic, going back to that, yeah, you know, it, it's a sad situation that you know, people lost their lives and, and everything on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, but it in truth, it was a failure. Like you have a monument of a failure, right? Right. And I, right. And I get it that people have lost their lives and everything right. else, and uh, but to to want to go down and see a failed, a failed. I don't even want to call it an experiment, but just like a failure, like oh, I we got to go see what this failure looked like. Right. Right. <laughs> right. See, see what they see what happened to it. Like you know, if you if you're want to honor the lives of the people who are a part of that, you right. can honor them in different ways. You know, right. you, you want to see a, a shipwreck go to, you know, there's, why do that? You know, right. it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Oh, Sean said, <laughs> he said, if I found out my great, great, great grandfather died on a plantation, I don't want to go visit. I'm good on that. <laughs> I can't with you, Sean. Why not? He, he might have been like Chicken George. Come on. Oh, gosh. Right. <laughs> Crazy. What's up, Kadeem, a.k.a. Black Sheep in the building? Uh-oh. What up, gentlemen? Hey, man. I, I, I actually had a homeboy named Chicken George. <laughs> <laughs> Mama named him Chicken George. I'm going to call him Chicken George. <laughs> All right. Everybody call him Chicken George. That's what we did. Then what was so bad about it? I guess it wasn't bad. This is how it was that he had two teeth and they were separated probably by about six teeth. You know? So when you open that mouth, you saw the two teeth on the outside. Boy, when I tell you, Jim George, then he, he talked fast. And, uh, so you imagine seeing them two you teeth. You gotta talk fast. He don't want you looking at his mouth. <laughs> in his mouth right? <laughs> uh, but that was my boy, though. That was my boy. Chicken oh, my boy. Maybe that lab created chicken didn't work out for him. Oh, <laughs> oh shoot, man. You should, hey, you should actually see him eating. This is, it is a sight to behold. <laughs> I bet it is. Them lips be moving. I wasn't going to do it, dumb. <laughs> we all see right. someone like that back in the days. Boy, and don't be trying to talk while you're eating either, because you ain't got nothing to block that. Oh, no, nah, it's, it's, it's splatter everywhere. you right about that, bro. <laughs> it's splatter everywhere. <laughs> no, you ain't supposed to be talking while you're eating. <laughs> yeah. Eating, eat, drinking, and smoking a cigarette all at the same time. Oh, wow. He would what? Did he leave the cigarette on the end of his mouth and be talking? And 
be trying to put chicken oh, on the other side. Oh, yeah. Hey. That was that's my boy, though. That's my boy. Yeah, old Chicken George. Oh, man. Look, just that I'm already imagining how we talk. I can hear him now. I can't. That was so wrong. We're going to pray for y'all. We're going to pray for y'all. Um, Shout out to Chicken George. So, uh, speaking of the submarine, we're talking about decisions, navigating our decisions. And um mounting up and dealing with you know i guess the consequences i mean i don't know i heard a long time ago consequences aren't necessarily a bad thing but it's just a result of the decision that you make you know it's the it's the impact or what happens after um you make certain decisions and what do you do you know when when decisions are wrong are you do you chuck it up are you willing to apologize or are you willing Oh, and let's, before we go to that part, um, when you're making certain decisions about taking on things, or projects, or connecting, and all that, because connections are decision making as well. Um, and we kind of, me and Larry, kind of etched on it. When was it? What's today? Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday. <laughs> we we kind of discussed, you know, the counting up the cost of making certain decisions especially as if you're married um have families you know because any time that you make towards one thing is taking away from something else um and 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 real talk do you guys count up the full cost of the decisions that you make or sometimes you kind of think of half of (laughs) half of the consequences but not the whole like you know uh you think like oh i didn't think about that part because <laughs> i mean a lot of times people like, we think about the benefits before we right. think about consequences right we don't right. we don't consider i mean well, that's why prisons are so full we're thinking about benefits not consequences that's and good. you know a lot of times when we get into multi-level marketing you think about business benefits, not consequences. Right. There's just Listen, so many different things when it comes to counting up the costs that right. we know that there's this other side, this other side of the game, right? But right. what we don't do is factor that side in because even in church, you know, I'm going to name it and claim it. I'm going to blab it and grab it, you know? And it's like, it, it's one of those point. things where we kind of put the good out there and we forget that, wait a minute, we got to navigate this path path you can't just jump out there with an idea and think that this is the the way it's going to work you have to really begin to plan it out to look at it count the cost to take time to get other sometimes other people's um, perspective on it um not everybody's perspective because there could be a good thing that you're about to do but someone else has that negative perspective and they always bring that negativity around you and so you don't need that but you do need to get some people that you trust into you know, the process to be able to count the full cost, because a lot of times we don't see the full picture. We don't see the the pain on the, the other side. You know, there's a, a saying uh, in a song um, back in the days, it's fun in the beginning, but it's pain in the end. You know? mm, but yeah. So, 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 so with me, I learned how it felt with the, you know, the consequences of making a decision early, right? This like in high school, my um my uh, grandmother she uh 
she, you know, was, we have Alzheimer's in the family, right? And she, she was dealing with all, Alzheimer's. She was all out. She was pretty much gone, right? Um, mentally, right? Wow. And uh, if anybody ever dealt with that, the all top person with the Alzheimer's dementia, that stuff is real. And yeah, that's way right. to deal with it is just to constantly engage that person, even if right. that person is not mentally there. Just engage them. It's, it's not for them. It's for you. But um, but I'm, I was on my way to my high school graduation. My boy, uh, our boy Leonard was late getting to my house for us to go catch the bus. So we were having a walk to uh, to go uh, somewhere by Brooklyn Tech, somewhere out there, right? Okay. To to get to our graduation on time. Yeah, walking was better than catching the bus. We didn't want to get that beat down. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my, on the way, my mom was like. Go let your go stop by your grandma's house and let her see your cap and gown. I'm like, mm. so when we get out the house, I'm like, yeah, all right, mom. <laughs> got the house. I'm like, uh, man, she not even want to know know who I am. So why why should I bother, right? Right. And then you know, the, you know, so I didn't I didn't go by there. When I was my graduation, went through did the day, right? Right. And that was my choice to make. That's the decision I made, right? Right. And um. You know, about a month later, my grandma passed. Right? Mm -hmm. I know that was. I didn't know that was in game for this. You know, the person is actually mentally and physically deteriorating, right. and uh, and I was like, man, that didn't hurt. And I was like, crap. And I realized my mom. My mom's words was, "Go let your grandma see in your cap and gown." But right. it was not for my grandma to see me in my cap and gown. It was for me to have her looking at me. Right? right. And it was like a moment that I missed out. So then, right. I, at that point, I learned that. I, if I want to make a decision, I need to own up to it and deal with it and not have any regrets. Mm. If I make a decision, don't have regrets. And I would always, and, I, and that was one of the things I would instill in my um, in my kids. Like, hey, you know, if you're going to make a decision, I want you to learn to own up to it and don't regret your decision. But mm -hmm. what I guess I'm leaving out is what I'm trying to get them to do, not, not dwell on the consequences in case the consequences may hurt them. I was trying to avoid them from having self-hurt. So maybe sometimes you do need to know what the consequences are. Because uh, just a quick, quick another example. Uh, I went through life not not needing to know who my biological father was, but um, when we finally caught up with him, I found out I had a I had a younger brother and an older sister. I was me 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 not want to get him. I missed out on two other opportunities for oh, years. Right. You know, right. so now right. now I'm building memories, and I'm like, man. So now I'm trying to, I'm trying to let me, I, I still don't regret the decisions I make, but I want to make sure that I, I, I weigh what the consequences are when I do them, you know? So, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's, so still learning. I'm still working process. Maybe yeah. I, I, maybe I get another 15 years. Right. <laughs> Amen. But, but, but that. I'm, on it. I'm on it. Oh, Oh, got a phone call. All right, Jeff says, "Ah, makes sense, Larry. I would never have thought of that. It was for your benefit, true indeed." So, one of the things that in my older years that mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more, I guess, less patient with people in their decisions, because a lot of times what we do is we make decisions and then we cry about the results. See, you know, and what ends up happening is we make these decisions. And we know that there's, you know, two sides to these decisions. Right. And, and, and then we want to blame the world for the decision mm -hmm. that we made. Right. right? right. 
And I think there's an age of accountability and an age of awareness that we should all have at this point. And if we make a decision, accept the consequence, accept whatever comes your way. Just know you made the decision. Now recover. If it doesn't turn out the way you, you, you know, you thought it was going to turn out time to recover. We all make bad decisions. We can't go around thinking that this life is going to be a perfect decision-making machine, right? I got them all together. And as I get older, I'm making the best decisions ever. No, you're not. And there's, there's a time where when we own our stuff and we can own those decisions and we can own the mistakes that we make, we can recover. But if we don't own that and we don't start to look at, you know, the decisions we make and navigate these decisions, good or bad, the outcomes are what they are. That's the, that's the hand you're dealt, play it. And if we, if we quit and we stop playing the, the hands that we're dealt, then we end up finding ourselves further down this rabbit hole because we're, we start talking down to ourselves. Start feeling a certain way about about life and and everything right. else. Right. But the moment we can begin to get to that point of age of accountability and own our mess, right. Then we can navigate our decisions even better because yes, that's a learning lesson. Yeah. That's something I'm not going to do. I went to prison. It was the best experience of my life as far as helping me mature. But it's something I'll never do again. You know, the right. <laughs> decision was made. The outcome happened. I deal with it. That's it. I, there's nothing else I can do. Now, what do I do from here? You know, right. let me own this mess. And I think that's why I will always tell them, you know, you make a decision, don't have any regrets. So they don't get lost in the, you know, being down on themselves. Right. It's almost, it's almost my way of saying, you know, rub some dirt on it and keep it going. Right. Keep moving. You know, it's, it's that saying. The same kind of mindset, uh, probably kind of kind of brutish, but you know, like hey. But I, you, you know, know, they got we got to take a pause in the middle of making a bad decision, though, because we can't just keep it moving. And that's not saying I, that's not what I think you're saying. Yeah. But a lot of times, what we forget is we make a bad decision, we just jump right back in and try to fix it. <laughs> and then we don't come back and be like, "What? Yeah. When the world just happened here? Let yeah. me assess. Is this what I'm supposed to be in life? You know, right. and." You know, we, we will say, you know, you know, God is leading me in my life and God is doing this. Well, if I'm in this space right now, this is a space where God has me at. What am I supposed to be doing here? Right. And, and a lot of times, you know, but we, we just want to jump right back in and keep trying to fix it. And we keep doing the same stuff over and over again, trying right. to fix the same mess. Right. And it's not working. Sometimes we just got to take that step back and then, you know, be able to see. So here we go. How do you know you made a bad decision, though? I don't make bad decisions. Oh, yeah, I was about to. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> bad decision, you know. Especially you say, you know, like you know, God put you there. You know, yeah, yeah. decision were you led to that? Right. Mm. It was. It was. It was a frowned upon or society because you know now now right. what what society expectations are. Right. right? right. So society would say is a bad decision. Is that right. is it a bad decision then? Because society dictates it as a bad decision. Right. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I think you just got to be faithful with everything that you have, anyways, in your life. You know, you find yourself looking, and I'm not trying to get biblical. Yes, I am. Most of found himself, you know, in prison for things that he didn't do. He was mm-hmm. framed, and he, you know, there's so many different 
examples of people in the Bible who found themselves in bad situations, but they all work together for good. A lot of times we're not willing enough to go through the things that can strengthen us and help us to get better. We just want to get out. We don't want to go through. And so um, a lot of times, you know, when you're in situations like that and you're looking for those moments to, to strengthen you, to help you to develop, to help you see something different. That's what we're in the moments for. We're not in the moments, you know, it's forged by fire. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you you have to be forged by fire. Sometimes Mm -hmm. to get to be able to handle whatever else is next, you have to go through some things. And, and you know, no one wants to be in a bad situation. Uh, but no. goes there. So, yeah. what do you do then? But I, but, but I think um, it's it's just being like who said it? Uh, Jeff said, being honest with yourself. You know, right? I've always tried to be honest with myself, so it's generally made it easy to take responsibility for my decisions. I think um, being honest and like you said, a lot of times things happen. We try to. Well, I won't say we, but you know why I you know try to point outward and not take the inside decision you know like oh man all these factors around me made this bad <laughs> it wasn't wasn't my decision it's the other stuff that made this bad um instead of taking the proper responsibility that you should for you know the decisions that you make um and it, and it is like thomas was saying it is that take a pause in self-reflection and try to understand how i got myself into that space i will say just because you reflect doesn't mean you you won't find yourself back in that space again. But um, you try to 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 mitigate <laughs> the loss <laughs> again. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So so have you have, have you guys ever been in this situation where it was a decision you had made? You know, let's say a purchase or something like that, and as soon as you made that decision to get something or whatever, it was like taken away from you bluntly and. You're like, wow, maybe uh, it wasn't meant for me. The Lord did not entire, you know, you know, uh, uh, set me up for that, you know, for 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 that way. That wasn't for me at this moment in time. Is that is that is that a wrong way to defer it? Because you know, especially if you you go by faith, you never have a strong or strong faith. You know, you're like, okay, right. it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me at that time, and I made a decision, and and Lord corrected it, and now it's me to understand and wait till it's my time to actually do it. You know, like, like, like car purchase, <laughs> you know, who, who made that, that car purchase early on and <laughs> the car purchase was bluntly removed from you. <laughs> well, sometimes you got to look at things like a car purchase and, you know, you're yeah. going out getting a five, $600 car note and you're struggling every single month with the, yeah. with the 19% interest rate. And you think the Lord has blessed me because I look good. (laughs) It looks good. It's clean though. But you know, in reality, it's, that's a bad decision. And you know, the Lord saved you from your bad decision. Basically. (laughs) I use it. I I made visitations to the sick and shutting. I was using it. Why are you going to take it? because he made a bad decision you was thinking about you but you know a lot of times we make decisions man we have trauma in life and and life causes 
you know, hardships and everything else. And we're just looking for that, that glimmer of hope. And sometimes, you know, if someone gives me, approves me for a loan that I can get this car and I've always wanted this car, it could be a blessing. Oh. And, and maybe I can figure out a way to maintain this car. You know, I, I got it now. It's in my possession. I'd rather have it than not have it. You know, a lot of times we make those kinds of decisions. You know, it, it doesn't stop with just people making decisions. We we think we've heard, and well, maybe we've all heard that people who go to prison get in, go to prison and they start thinking about a master plan of how can I do this better. Wow. And they think wow. that I, I can do this better. The next time I won't get caught because I won't do this or I won't be with this person. I, I, I only got this. caught because I did such I only right. got caught because I was it, messing around you know, with time. So they still blind. They have blinders on to the fact that there's a whole bunch of different forces out there that will hunt you down for whatever you do, and and they forget that aspect of it. They're just thinking about me and self, you know. So they do their self reflection, but the way they self reflect is with this grandiose mindset, and and so a lot of times we have to begin to pull all that back and start to humble ourselves within the decisions we make and start to recognize where am I getting off track here? Why am I having these hardships with the decisions I'm making and own that mess? And so, um, oh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, it's interesting. That's, that's a whole other show right there. <laughs> um, who's responsible for and accountable for trauma and abuse you didn't ask for or. So, I, and I'm honest, like when I say this is a whole other show, but I, I'll try to hear <laughs> it as as I, I can. I never blame a victim for things that they've experienced. Right, right. I, the victim is is a victim, period. Right. When, when Especially when they're a child and they experience abuse or other things that take place. But what I will say is there's a point of accountability. We cannot be victimized and then make bad decisions and we continue to say it's because I went through something when I was younger. That's good. There comes a point where when, when we start to get into adulthood and we can see things for, we have the trauma, then I have the ability to make a decision to deal with that trauma. Right. Or what a lot of people do is they sweep the trauma under the rug and never deal with it. They try to package it away, but it's always coming back. It always surfaces when you're in a in a certain situation, uh, we've all heard right. about the good relationship where someone just jacks it up because of the traumas of their past and they haven't let them go. And so, you know, they bring that into their their great relationship, got a good person in their relationship. But because of their old traumas, they haven't been able to heal from them. Right. So they're always bringing mess into the, the relationship. <laughs> There's a point where that person has to recognize my old relationships are jacking up my new relationships. Right. And so, um, you know, that's just one example, but there's, you know, I understand that the, the hurt is real. We've all been traumatized, every single person by an adult, somehow, some way. Um, right. You know, the, the worst fear I have as being a parent is how much trauma am I causing my children? I'm trying not to, but how am I, you know, but I'm, I'm also equipping them to be able to become accountable own the stuff make better decisions do better because it's a it's a both and it's not an either or it's not i'm a victim um or i'm a a victorious it's 
I can be a victim and victorious at the same time. So um, we have to just begin to walk through that process and own that process. So to answer Richard's question, you know, we're responsible for the trauma. I'll tell you this in my classes, I tell everybody, there's a whole lesson I teach on responsibility and the, the, the final outcome of what I tell everybody, it's all your responsibility. Everything that's in your life is your responsibility. Because if you don't own it, you can't do anything about it. There's a no book doubt. back here called Extreme Ownership. And it talks about the, the depth of ownership of the things in our life that right. I have to own these decisions. I have to go extreme with this ownership if right. I'm ever going to overcome the traumas and the, the challenges that I faced in my life. I feel like I know that book. Kenny, <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking a lot. Hey, brother. Good morning, sir. Is that? Yes, that is him. Um, so what's your what, how do you feel about was, the decisions? I, oh, I was just listening to some of the wisdom that Thomas was spitting out. You know what I'm saying? I was I was absorbing it. Um, I can't really say, man. I mean, as far as the decisions that I make, do I weigh the consequences or do I? I I must say that most of the decisions are calculated, so I, I guess I would have to fall into that category. Of weighing uh, benefits versus consequences, um, I'm more on the beneficial side. Um, like Thomas was saying, consequences. I mean, as long as I don't have uh, a lot of loss financially or, or a lot of loss in freedom, I'm willing to take chances like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's just me, though. So I, I, it just depends on what it is I'm trying to do or accomplish. So, would you would you say my... you, you you try to, I guess, limit your uh, taking the chance? Because I, I think that's how you, the word you use taking the chance um, more. If the consequence affects you, or you just like it's gonna help us all. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this jump and hope for the best kind of thing. Well, let me definitely make it clear that I take I take zero penitentiary chances. <laughs> I was not going there. I was not going there. Let me go ahead and say you. that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I got to turn my volume on. Zero. Zero, zero, zero penitentiary chances. Zero. So, um, other than that, it's it's more financial and emotional. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like I'm, 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 I'm making decisions so my family is emotionally equipped to handle it. Okay. And, and whether good or bad, and, right. and financially equipped to handle it. So I, I, I think those are the consequences that I uh, weigh. But the benefit definitely has to outweigh the consequence. So. Right. Um, okay. I mean, it's, it's so many variations on how you can do it. I mean, it, it just depends on what context you put it in. Zero. <laughs> yeah, interesting zero. thing is, you know, we can make zero penitentiary chances, but we can make, and I'm not talking about Kaneem. He just made me think about something. We can make zero penitentiary chances, but we'll take make decisions that create trauma and put mm-hmm. ourselves in our own mental penitentiaries. Mm-hmm so to speak. Mm-hmm. The worst right. prison a person can ever be in is not physical. 
it's mental. And so we make, we make terrible mental health decisions in our lives uh, in the name of fun a lot of times too. And so, um, you know, or the, the name of coming up or trying to make it in this life or whatever, and, you know, we'll make those decisions. And as we're navigating those decisions, we're not counting the costs because in our mind, all we're trying to do is the right thing. All we're trying to do is make it in this world. You know, right. uh, Biggie had a song, you know, he used to call police on me. All I was trying to do is feed my baby girl, you know. And why do you call? Why do you call? Yeah. Well, I was trying to sell drugs in front of the apartments. Sell drugs in front of the apartment, but you call them police, and all I'm trying to do is right. feed my baby girl, right? When you start thinking that, that mindset, though, right? You think about it. Like all he's trying to do is feed his baby girl, but I still look clean. I got gold. I got all this other. You ain't just trying to feed your baby girl, first of all. Second of all, but in his mind he is, right? Because I've met thousands of guys like this. Not you know, in his mind that's what he's trying to do. But I got to look clean while I'm doing it, and I have a rep to protect, and I have all these other things, right? So when we start thinking about the the decisions we make. We think that in the name of I'm just trying to feed or I'm just trying to do this, this is the reason why I do it. Um, And then anything that's in opposition to that is in opposition to me. And therefore, um, you're against me and all I'm trying to do is make it in this world. But the reality is some of those things that we put ourselves in create the trauma, create the prisons, create the challenges that we continue to face years on down the line. And if we don't know how to disrupt those cycles, we find ourselves continuing in those cycles over and over again and passing them on to our children. Right. And that that generational trauma is a terrible prison to be in. Definitely, definitely. Um, he said, which said the human condition. Um, there's hundreds of thousands of people walking around in their own portable prisons. True indeed. Um, Sean says, if you figure it out, from the beginning, then you don't have to work it on the back end, learning not to be in an environment that tempts you into negative consequences. Mm-hmm. True indeed. Yeah, that is, that's, that, that is true. I think that's more for uh, a younger version of uh, 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 adolescent learning, you because know, you you absorb your environment as a youngster, and I'm and I've been believing in that like from eight to. I say probably from eight to eighteen, you kind of like mimicking your environment. You, you yeah, getting right. into it. That's that's what you, you you. I'm gonna be this. What you see or whatnot. So, like Sean was saying, if you get away or if you change your environment or if you change the 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 the, the, the people that you associate with, you start mimicking different things that could be positive instead of negative because i know that's that's kind of like how i was i had to change my environment and start rubbing shoulders with positive people you know what i'm saying with they had a different outlook on life it wasn't just about hanging out you know streets and stuff like that it was more um civilized you know what i'm saying I, i so I agree with that one hundred percent, Sean. Nice. Um, Richard says, uh, "Time comes. Time has gotten the worst decisions and the consequences made. The experience that led you to mature and transform to the best you today. 
I mean, I think it's that helps because it's self-reflective, you know, right. like Kaneem had lived one life and he learned some things, took some things away from it and threw away, <laughs> threw away the, the zero. <laughs> for zero. So think about this, though, because <laughs> a lot of times that's the perspective we take, like the worst consequences and decisions that we went through. It helps us to mature, helps us get to a certain point. But we can also go through good things. Right. They help us to mature and elevate us. Right. But right. we feel like we have to take 10 steps backwards. Right. Then the we got to learn. Then yeah. we got to recover. Right. And then we got to try to, you know, and then we have to deal with the new trauma that we, you know, put in our lives. Why can't we make the better decisions first? Right. And then learn from that. So an example, when I was growing up, you know, people used to always say, you go to school, get a good education, get a good job and all this. And, you know, I'm like, dang, they just told us how to become a slave for the man and everything else. <laughs> just because you get a bachelor's degree doesn't mean you're going to get a job. Doesn't mean, right. but you know, the, the thing is, I would rather go through that experience, learn from that experience and learn how to flip that experience to a better experience than not go through that experience and just hang out in the hood and do things that 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 turn out to be negative and and being shot at and all these right. other things, right? right? Why not? Why not flip that into something better? And and that's that's sometimes our mind has to shift from these these negative things that we hear that keep us from doing the positive things, right? Um, and keep us in that negative cycle longer than we should be. Um, and, and then now we've created more challenges that we have to overcome more barriers. And so I, I think about my life, you know, the last 20 years is basically the amount of time I've been living, you know, uh, since I've, you know, been out of prison right. and that's my new life. It's been 20 years, but what if I would have took the, the 10 years before that and did something different that right. gave me a 10, 10 years more foundation without all the other barriers that I had to overcome. And then was able to do some of the same things I'm doing now. How much further along would I be? Right. right. We can't think about the what ifs. Um, I'm grateful for where I'm at. There's a lot of experiences that I have that no one else will ever be able to know or even see that have opened my eyes to a a way of life that's amazing. But at the same time, there are people in other generations coming up after us that don't have to take that path. Right. True indeed. They don't have to take that path. Yeah. They end up taking the path anyway, no matter how many times we try to share and impart our knowledge and not just knowledge, but our experiences. Right. On them, right? It's like... All I need is make a soft ass. (laughs) <laughs> so it's, it's like it's like a, a you know that the continuous circle like it always it's always a reset it always starts all over right right back at the beginning and they you know it's just moving on past that you know it's, it's like you know i grew up in the projects i grew up in the hood i was like okay let me make sure that my kids don't grow up in that environment right do something better so now you give them something better but it's Somewhere along the way, they're like, you know, d- d- did you give them? Did you give them too much better? You know, <laughs> too much better, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's going to be the crazy. That's idea. one way of looking at it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you, you want to do this, so now you you want to take where we, well, we got you and get even better, but then they end up going back and have to relearn 
they have right. to go through the experiences, go through the hurry, and then they start to build themselves back up. And maybe they maybe they get to the too much better or they get better than too much better. Right. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um, so um, there, there's that you probably heard this before. Hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. In a nutshell. Why, why did you say that earlier to help it save me from you know <laughs> <laughs> having to figure all that out, right? Because I need to hear you from, from, <laughs> save you from too much better. Better, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much better. Too much. Here on the Brothers Legacy, we like to come up with new phrases. Too much better. All right. So <laughs> says uh, it's funny how putting our hand on a hot plate teaches us better than, let's say, I make a good decision. I don't seem to think about the lessons any positive decision as much. Right. Oh, what's up, Reese? He said, "Good morning, Gerald Levert, stunt double." <laughs> <laughs> so you know that that saying that, that Jeff is saying, hot plate teaches us better. It teaches right. more discipline yeah. because when you make good decisions, you become less disciplined. You become more arrogant also within those decisions, especially if you're hitting good decision after good decision after good decision. Um, one of the things that when I was investing in real estate, I thought I couldn't do any wrong. Like mm -hmm. everything was gold, like liquid gold. It was like. Right. Man, I, and I would say this all, man, this is legal drug money. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm killing it. Legal right. drug money. Right. And so now that I'm making all these decisions, I'm like, man, I can't do no wrong. The, you know, I, I'm, I'm built in the factor of the market crashing and things like this. But see, sometimes you can't count the cost exactly. Sometimes you have to be humble and know when to pull back and know when to 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 take a win and say, I've won, let me pull back some. Don't keep going full into something. Um, for me, I got blinded and didn't think that the market would crash the way it crashed. Right. Yeah, I, I, I built in a 50% loss, not a 300% loss, you know? And so there, there's kind of those kind of things where you start to look at and you think I'm making the best decisions ever. Right. And then you get to that point where it's, you know, you you're losing and you you've lost so much, and and it's like, why? I'm only trying to make the right decisions. The right decisions. Sometimes you have to recognize where your heartbeat is at that moment, because in those moments, I I was I was craving the money more than I was craving, you know, the life that I you know in the living and everything else. And so, it's important to to really sometimes making the best decision is just to pause and humble yourself in the process. Yeah. I, I was going to say, like, the, the Jeff, Jeff made that, that analogy about, you know, that hot plate or, 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 or that, that picking that hot plate up or, or even just grabbing something off the stove. How many times have we continuously burned ourselves trying to get that hot plate or that hot the, the handle off the stove a right. different way. Right. Like, okay, I'm gonna do it differently. Right. I know the pot handle's over there, <laughs> or the dish rag is over there, but right. maybe if I grab it for 10.2 seconds, <laughs> I can avoid from getting burnt again, right? I can slide and, it over real fast. I can slide it over real fast. Yeah, but <laughs> I always tell you, we make decisions like that, you know, like it's like, it's like you, you go back in. You go back in, like, all right, 
you know, you know better. You know, you know what ha- you know if you do it wrong, you right. know what's gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, so if I do it this way, yeah, you've been working, you end up in the same can't you know when you wash your hands, it hurts now for the next right. Like, right. <laughs> An interesting thing too, Larry, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the same analogy. Imagine you're thinking, okay, 10.2, I'm gonna be good because you know. 10 seconds into it that, you know, last time I was good, but then I held it too long, but right. th- we don't realize that the temperature got turned up also. So right. that throws all your, your decision-making off. So that, you know, in life, that's the way things happen. It's not always the same exact variables. And, you know, we still think we can use the, the old way of thinking and the old uh, calculations for something where the variables are totally different, you know? Right. He said, wiggle right. around the object, right? Yeah, so... so uh, <laughs> Instead of sitting around thinking about what what how I want my book to be written, I just need to use Chat GPT. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> just came right? the roof of your mouth. Oh, so you wasn't patient enough before eating. Green. Right, right. We all did. We all done that. I ain't never did that, Sean. Never. That never happened. Oh, Larry, what were you saying about that book in Chat GPT? <laughs> You know, instead of me sitting around, you know, pondering and saying, all right, I'm, I'm going to start writing this, I'm going to start writing this here. I just need to get with chat GPT and let that save me a world of hurt right now or get me get me that much further in the game. Maybe, maybe it'll get me jump-started. Right, right, with ideas. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, you don't have to take... Hey, everything. fellas, I got, I got to jump off, man. Go make that yeah, money. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't let it make you. Don't let it make you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. John's funny that, that burned your top new, of your mouth. You group one without beards. Jeff follows up <laughs> with uh, boys to beards. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm just trying the struggling beard. Uh, <laughs> um, the funny thing is, I didn't shave all. You know, the whole time I was on vacation last week, I didn't shave, oh, wow. and I just shaved like a couple days ago. I was looking at. I was like, "This is this is that struggle beginning right here." I ain't about to do it. <laughs> um, Lisa, Lisa says, "Just say no to Chat GPT. Stay, stay open. original. Don't be a carbon copy." You know, and, and Chat GPT only has information to 2021, so it's it's outdated already. <laughs> it's outdated anyway. <laughs> but it can until help. I it, think until it, can it starts help. to I'm learn and think the language, and then yeah. it's like going to start seeing into the 2025 future. Right. right and then right. that's when it's going to start killing people because because <laughs> <laughs> it sees what you're about to do. <laughs> uh, we've seen movies like that. But, um, you know, I, just to kind of talk about navigating decisions, um, one of the things I just want to say is we can't be so hard on ourselves in making decisions. Right. We make decisions. We, that's what we do. Yep. As men, we make decisions. We, right. we do our very best for our families, for the people around us, for our communities. Sometimes we're selfish in those decisions. Sometimes we're too... Um, too loving and too caring. We're trying to navigate this world and, and, and really begin to see how we can just make the best decisions. And sometimes it's just going to be ugly. When it's like that, sometimes we got to learn how to laugh at it. Right. 
But I did it. I'm still here. I still have an opportunity. Keep it moving. And, um, you know, having people around, brothers like this, you know, to communicate and talk about things helps to add perspective. One of the things that I I just want to leave with is improve perspective on things. Make sure you're looking at, at certain situations from multiple angles before you make decisions. Right. The lens that we grew up with may not be the correct lens to look at everything in life because a lot of times we always go back to what we learned and who taught us this and did that. Right. Sometimes we have to open our world up to other people who don't come from where we're from, who, who can see things different than we can see and enhance our perspective so that we can make better decisions with more access to other resources. Um, And that's important for us to not always have a deficit mindset when we're making decisions, but to have that that mindset where we're fully balanced, we have a different perspective, and that will help us make the decisions we can navigate. Indeed, indeed. I appreciate you guys for being here. I've uh, noticed some folks came through on the YouTube side. Make sure you subscribe, hit the thumb, just like that. It's a little lighter. It looks like that. <laughs> hit the hit the like or hit the dislike. Hit either one, you know. <laughs> hit the like though. Hit the like. Oh, um, we uh we appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you for sharing. We thank you for uh Kenin being in the building. He was a little sleepy, I know. <laughs> he was taking some naps, he was taking some little nappy naps. Oh, he was um, doing that 26 minute. He wasn't napping. His eyes were just closed. Right. right. He was hearing you. Didn't you didn't see one of them hard drops? Did you? (laughs) Right. You didn't do the drop. (laughs) Appreciate uh, Thomas for being here, hanging out with us, as well as Larry Banks. Um, Hey, if you guys want to hang out with us tomorrow morning at seven a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Mr. Larry Banks has an amazing workout. Only 30 minutes, actually, only 22 minutes and 30 seconds. Sure, it ain't 26 minutes. <laughs> text LCF to 84576. After you text LWN, text LCF to 84576. Get those notifications early, early in the morning. All right, so we look forward to seeing you guys again. Um, hit the like, you live like, <laughs> hit the like, you live a fruitful life. Hit dislike, you check out. <laughs> <laughs> I won't co-sign, but I do like that. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Um, stay blessed. Keep pushing. Keep growing. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Uh, 988 US11 is having a mental health crisis. Make sure you dial 988. Again, uh, make good choices and know that we love you. Jesus loves you better. And we will see you in the AM. I don't have my thing. I'm saying peace, but I ain't got my video. There we go. Peace out. <laughs>